Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. Praise the Lord again, everybody, and I'm so glad that you have tuned in. Um, if you haven't shared already, I don't know why, but go ahead and share this and start your watch party so that everybody can tune in. I have a word that I want to share with you today, and I want to thank God for the, uh, the worship through dance and that just happened that you just participated in. I want you to grab your iPads, grab your phones, uh, grab whatever you have. Uh, if you got a little Bible that's just a New Testament Bible, uh, that's fine. You might need it today. Uh, go ahead and lift it up. And we're going to make our confession. It's already on the screen for you. Let's go ahead and let's lift it up all over the room. Let's say it together. Come on. This is God's word for my life. I read it, receive it, understand it, and love it. I'm so glad I have what I need to grow. I'm still continuing the Hello World series. And I want to encourage you one more time for those of you who have prayer requests to make sure you email those prayer requests because next Sunday I'm going to be praying over your particular needs that you have. Luke, the 10th chapter. Um, I'm beginning at verse 1. Luke, the 10th chapter is where I'm going. The message notes are already, already available for you um, there so you can find that. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him. 72 others. Someone say others. Two by two, he sent them into every town and place where he himself was about to go. He was not there. It's very important that you know he was not there where he was going at that time. He was, he was preparing them. They were going before him. And verse 2 says, And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. He said it again in verse 2. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Send them out. Send them somewhere. They had a mission to go somewhere. So as we continue this Hello World series, I want to title this message today, I'm in these streets. I'm in these streets. I want you to go ahead and you can text somebody in. And if they ask you where you are, tell them I'm in these streets. That's where I am. <laughs> All over the world uh, right now, um, many people are in a season where they are reopening. And uh, they are uh, reopening businesses. And today, uh, many people have already reopened their worship spaces. And they have come back together uh, to uh, worship uh, corporately um, and distancing and all those different things are in place but a lot of people have come back to worship um, we have not come back as you see we are still um, operating under the social distancing and and uh, a church at home and and God is still moving where you are uh, but we are just staying right where we are right now uh, but uh, the reason that we have not moved and the reason that we are not doing anything is not just because of precautionary planning and not just because we're um, afraid or anything but we're making sure uh, that we're providing a safe environment and of course when we do come back y'all know that we're going to be in our new location uh, but when I think of the term in these streets 
There's a famed comedian that you all know uh, by the name of Jennifer Lewis, uh, who many years who came out uh, years ago, uh, came out with that particular line. And of course, I can't sing the song that she was singing uh, when she was talking about in these streets, but uh, there was some different things that were going on uh, that she was providing a voice to um, in the community and uh, in society. And as you look throughout our history, there have always been actors or um, athletes or certain activists that have provided their voice and have echoed what was needed to be said at a very critical time. Uh, they would echo or say something and do an ad or they would uh, come out and say something and whatever they said or advertised, commercialized or whatever would cause a lot of people to rally around them because of their platform that they used to provide a voice to something that was needed to be said. Many years we have always seen this happen and uh, there's a many list of people uh, that you can say I remember when that person said that or I remember when this movement happened or I remember when that happened uh, because of this person spoke up and said what everybody was thinking uh, but they provided their voice to it and now it started momentum in that direction. Even today the world is still looking for voices. Uh, the world is still uh, looking for people that will rise up often and say things that need to be said that no one else will say or do things that sometimes no one else will do. Could be things that we're thinking, but no one is actually sometimes rising up to the occasion to be able to provide the movement or to make sure that something is happening towards that. And uh, all over the world, as we are in this series of Hello World, the reason that we are um, in need of leaders and in need of uh, people to be able to help promote and to be able to cause us to go towards um, uh, end of uh, support or a result of change or uh, providing a solution to a problem is because the world is desperate for answers. The world is looking for, uh, in, in many sense, a savior from something. Uh, we know, according to a Christian community, who our savior is. But uh, many of the world, the world is not able to define, define, to uh, define. I can't even get it out. Can cannot define savior like we define him. And we are many. The world is asking: Is there anybody that can raise up and rise up and to be able to point the way towards better? Can you show me how I can? And come out of this situation and how I can be able to survive and I can make it through. And so yes, we've had uh, many different activists and yes, we've had many different athletes and yes, we've had actors and yes, we've had people who rose out of nowhere and, and be, was able to provide a movement that changed history in some way. And many of you can remember or point out the person or the movement or the person who was able to shape your mind the way it is. But here we are in our time and and when it comes to the church and when it comes to the Christian community, uh, many of us are asking, is there anyone that can rise up and be able to be who it is that God has called for you to be? Can you be the voice for this time? There are problems in the world. There are things that are happening and the world is needing a voice. And in the scripture, when it talks about going to all the world and preach the gospel and to be able to go everywhere. And we're looking oftentimes and some of you are saying, well, you're the preacher. But but many of you who are, are uh, watching right now, God is asking you 
you, will you use your voice? Will you be what God has called you to be? Will you be available right now? Can you avail yourself? Can you surrender yourself right now in a time that you are needed more than you have ever been needed before? It doesn't take you long and it won't take you long to just think through your text messages for the last few days or even today and look through your text message threads of people who are going through something or needing an answer to something or are asking questions about something or mad about something or grieving about something or going through some form of depression. It won't take you long to even think about it. And sometimes you might be the one who's gone through every last one of those things that have been mentioned right there. But there's a voice that is needed. There's a voice that needs to be literally in these streets right now making things better. I want you to put in the comment section right now. I am that voice. And here when Jesus was, uh, before we even get to chapter 10, before the ending of chapter 9, because for those of you who are, are really students of the word as you are, uh, you realize that there were no chapters in the original writing of scripture. Uh, and even the New Testament came much later uh, as it was uh, relating to the writing of scripture. Uh, but we do know that there was no chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 12, chapter 3, any of those things, they were all coming together, but they separated them chapters. Uh, so that we might be able to read them better and cause the, but there's really a continuation often of a story. And the last few verses of chapter nine, we find that Jesus was talking to some, uh, this, well, he was talking to some people that he was uh, in essence uh, trying to recruit to follow him. Jesus is always looking for more people. He's always on the search. He's always looking to see. I know you say uh, that there's always something coming against me, but I want you to know that there's always something coming for you too. There's not just something always coming against you. You have to be careful of giving energy uh, to the enemy and giving energy to things that are trying to deplete you and, and, and avoiding the things that are trying to lift you and to give you life. Jesus is searching for you and he's looking for you and he's trying to, he's, as he was looking in this particular scripture, and he was looking for people to follow him and he went to one particular person in verse 57 and when he was going along the way, he said to them, while he was walking, someone responded to Jesus and they said, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus responded to him and he says in verse 58, he says, foxes have holes. He said, the birds of the air have nests. He says, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, now he would, it, for some of us, because he said, I'm with you. Many of us would say, I'm so grateful that you're with me. I'm so grateful that you uh, wanted to connect with me. But Jesus wasn't easily entertained. Uh, Jesus wanted to question him on that or the person who was responding to say, do you really want to follow me? Because if you follow me, you're never going to be comfortable. If you follow me, you're not, things are not always going to work out the way you want them to work. He said, foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but I'm never going to be stationed in just one location. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, I'm never just going to be one place. If you think that you're always going to be able to figure where I'm at, if you think that you're going to be able to, to always identify how things are supposed to work, you might not want to hook up with me. He said, because foxes are better off than than." 
following me. Birds are better off than following me because they have somewhere that they're going to lay their head. But I'm always going to be moving. I'm always going to be shifting. I'm always going to be going into a different thing. And if you're, you're a person who needs a comfort zone, then you might not want to be connected with me because following me will, will disconnect you from comfort zones. Now, you can't be a part of me and follow me and want to be comfortable at the same time. I'm a disruptor. I'm somebody that everywhere I go, demons start to respond and ask, what are you doing here? I don't look for comfort. I look for change. Everywhere I go, something changes. Anything that was comfortable is not comfortable when I show up because I am a disruptor. So if you really want to connect with me, it's not going to be ordinary living. It's not going to be ordinary life. It's not going to be ordinary church as you know it to be. It's going to be disruptive everywhere you go. And if you don't want to be a disruptor and you just want to be ordinary and if you want to be comfortable, you might want to stay where you at. And if you are listening right now and you say, you know what, I'm a disruptor too. I want you to put in the comment section and say, I'm a disruptor too. That's why I follow Jesus because I wasn't comfortable settling for generational curses. I wasn't comfortable settling for just ordinary church. I wasn't comfortable with just being what they said I could be. I had to do something different. That's why I follow Christ. I had to do something different. I had to do something that was not ordinary. I had to do something that was completely different than anything that I knew. That's why I followed him. So that's what Jesus was responding. He said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to be a status changer. <laughs> and verse 59, he said to another person, someone else said to him after that, he said, Jesus said, follow me. And the other person said, well, I would follow you. He said, but I got to go bury my father. Now, you would think that Jesus would have compassion on that. And for those of you who say Jesus is so loving that he is, he's just a wonderful and kind savior. And we thank him for that. But Jesus responds immediately to him. He says, um, well, if you're going to do that, he said, let the dead go bury their own dead. <laughs> he said, but as for you, you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, for some of you like with that hurt, that was very harsh. Jesus was saying to him, if you're going to follow me, there's always going to be something dying that you're going to be connected to. There's going to be friendships that will die. There will be connections that will die. There will be things, there will be people that will really hurt you. The people that you were just connected to that you thought would never do anything. It, it will happen. I'm saying to you, you're going to have to deal with it. But you're going to have to keep going. Don't allow something that died in your life to hinder you from your destiny. <laughs> Don't allow something that has disrupted, disrupted your life to cause you to, to, to forget what he's called for you to do. He says, you're going to have to let the dead buried their own dead and I know for some of you said well isn't that sad because he was talking about his father sometimes you have to be okay with something that was kin to you sometimes dying you have to be okay with that to be like you know what you know I appreciated what it was in that season I appreciated what it was at that time but it's not serving me any purpose right now I'm gonna have to let that thing stay where it is somebody put in the comment section right now let it stay where it is let it stay where it is because sometimes you're gonna frustrate yourself trying to revive something that God has allowed to die. You're going to frustrate yourself trying to revive something and connect to something that no longer serves you any purpose. He said, let the dead bury the dead. But as for you, you keep proclaiming the gospel. You keep being focused. 
You keep going where I'm calling you to go. You keep doing what I called you to do. Mourn it if you have to mourn it. Cry over it if you have to cry over it. Take a, take a breather if you have to. Take a season if you need to. But don't take years getting over something that is dead. Don't take years mourning over something that has left you. It left you for a reason. You still got something God has called for you to do. Put in the comment section, I still got something. I still got something that God has called me to do. In verse 61, this doesn't sound to be going too well, does it? Verse 61 says, and then he said to another, this is Jesus here still having conversation, still looking for someone who will follow him. He says to another, he says, I will follow you. Uh, he says, another follow me. And the other one says, I will follow you, Lord. But let me first say farewell to my house. <laughs> he says, let me first go and say bye. Like, I want to follow you, but I need to go make amends with my house and make sure it's okay and that it's good and my friends and go ahead and tell them bye. You know, we're going to have a good going away celebration, a good going away party. Uh, we're going to, you know, do some things and, and then I'll come back. We're going to kick it for a few minutes. We're going to go Netflix and chill with some of my girls and then I'm going to come back. And they're 62. Jesus said, he says, no one puts his hand to the plow and looks back anybody who does that is not fit for the kingdom <laughs> he says i'm not even talking about you looking back it's not even about that I'm talking about your reluctance to make a change, your, your reluctance to make a decision. Anybody who's reluctant in this thing, you're not going to be fit for me. Anybody who you're not really sure if you really want to change, you're not really sure if you want to follow me, you're not really sure you want to be, you want to be called on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or you only want to be a pastor on Sundays when it's popular. If that's what you're in this thing for, then you might not really be called for this because if you're really going to be called for this, no one who puts his hand to something and looks back is fit for this thing and according to that time for those of us who are hearing that story they understood it in the context of plowing to say that when they were out there in the fields and they were tilling the ground and they were out there doing work and manual labor which is something that a lot of us don't know the word of manual labor you thought I just cussed you out it's talking about actually getting off the couch and actually doing something it's called doing more than just dreaming it's actually called putting your work in in the, putting putting doing something to actually make your dreams come true I know y'all never heard anything like that but he said anybody who's actually going to do manual labor you're actually going to be in the field he said those people who are out in the field who are actually tending the ground when they put their hands to the plow they didn't have time for casual conversation because if they played with that field and they out there playing and, and checking and, and, and uh, looking on Instagram and Facebook and trying to make sure everybody else was good and all that type of stuff, they were going to wind up messing up their ground. He says no one put his hand to the plow and needing affirmation from everybody else and looking around everybody else is going to be fit for the kingdom. He says if you're going to put your hands to this work, you're going to have to keep looking forward. You're going to have to keep staying forward. You can't this is not the time to be like, oh, I think I want to work. Uh, I'm not sure. I, don't, I think I'm called. I'm, I'm not sure I'm called. I think I want to help somebody. I'm not sure. I want. He said, no, if you're going to be in this thing, you're going to have to be in this thing for real and stay dedicated to it and hold on to this thing and not look back. And I know you might miss some of the people that used to be connected to. And I know you might miss some of the things that used to be associated in your life. And I know it might cause you to be in a, in a strange season where you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. And you're in between 
between seasons and I understand that there might be some things that that ground you're working on might be the ground of your heart and might be the ground of your mind and might be the ground of your sanity and might be the ground of your issues. I understand that you're working on things every single day and you're waking up in your life and you're saying, when can I stop working on this? When can I get it fully together? And I know that it's a lot of work, but I'm telling you, I want you to not give up in well-doing. Don't faint right now for in due season. That's what every person who we, every person who knows how to till the ground, you know that in due season, you will reap if you faint not. I want you to put in the comment section, don't give up. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to throw in the towel. This is the time to work even harder. This is the time to pray even harder. This is the time to praise even harder. This is the time to grab hold of that thing and say, I'm not going to let go. Come on, Jacob. I'm not going to let go until you bless me, until you change me, until my nature changes, until everything that was on me comes off of me. I will not give up. Put in the comment section. I can't give up now. I can't give up now. If James Cleveland were here, he would say, I've come too far <laughs> from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road was going to be easy. For all of you who are watching right now, who you thought this thing was going to be easy, and you thought that 2020 was going to be smooth selling. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Nobody told me that this year was going to be easy. Nobody prophesied and told me that this thing was going to be easy. But somebody did tell me that I would reap if I faint now. This is the time I'm going to preach harder. This is the time I'm going to believe harder because I believe the word of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? Put it in the comment section and say, I still believe God. Glory, 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 glory. Put it in the comment section and say, I still believe God. It might be hard, but I still believe. It might be difficult, but I still believe. I didn't get in this thing to give up. I didn't survive all the things I survived to give up. I didn't survive all the things I've overcome to give up right now. This is not the time for me to give up. And more a matter of fact, before I take anything away, I'll add more to it. Put it in the comment section. I cannot give up now. Glory, glory, glory. I can't give up. Not right now. I can't give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. I'm trying to preach. But put it in the comment section. Say, I can't give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. You thought I was going to get up? Give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. I'm just, this is just, it's just a, uh, this is a half time. This is just halftime. I'm just going back for them to see what I might have worked or what, what might have happened to me while I was trying to do the layup. I'm just stretching my stuff up. I'm doing what I got to do because I got a game to finish. And when you put that ball back in my hand, glory, glory, glory. When you put that ball back in my hand, when you put me back on the court, when you put me back out there, I've got my best work that is ahead of me. Somebody put in the comment section, my best is ahead of me. My best is ahead of me. Come on, Donald Lawrence. The best is yet to come. Come on, somebody say it in the comment section. I've got more. There's something better. There's something better. There's something better. Glory, glory, glory. I'm starting too early. Glory. Hallelujah. There's something better. All right. So Jesus looks around. <laughs> Jesus looks around. And after he gets through with them, and he says, all right. Y'all aren't sure if y'all want to follow me. Glory. He says, y'all aren't sure if y'all want to follow me. Uh, because of the stipulations that you have. Uh, you want to follow me, but you have stipulations. He said, okay. He said, but as for me, I'm looking for some people who will follow me without stipulations. So it says that Jesus then turns and it says that he looks and he employs 70 other people. 
Uh, Jesus looks around. He basically says uh, what I imagine him to say. Uh, maybe Jennifer Lewis said, but I think Jesus said it. He said, is there, there anybody in these streets? <laughs> is there anybody who really wants to follow me? Is there anybody who really wants to be used to me? And historians say that, uh, that these 70 others that were used in this scripture... Uh, says that these 70 others were never recorded being used ever again. <laughs> it says that this is the only mention that we have. Uh, some say that this was a, another uses of, of when Jesus called. We don't know what particular um, um, uh, season or era that they were used, but we do know that at one point there were 70 people that were used and uh, we never see them ever again. And there are some of you who you might tune off just with that thought because some of you want to be used and you want to be recorded again. Sometimes God will give you an assignment that might just be for that particular season and, and it's just effective for that time and it might not be recorded anywhere else. Do you know how many people have prayed for you that nobody else knows but you? <laughs> how many people have covered you and lift you up but nobody else knows them? So, so sometimes uh, what is important for us to know in the scripture is that there were 70 others that Jesus asked for. Uh, but these were different than the 12. They were not the 12 disciples. They were others. <laughs> and some of you are the others. Uh, sometimes we think that the mission or the vision is only to be carried out by 12 people or by a few people. But Jesus says, oh no, this thing is bigger than just a few people. This thing has to go out into all the world. And in order for that, sometimes I need others and not just a few people. And I'm speaking today to every other. For every person who's watching right now, you say, I'm not a part of this particular team. I'm not, I'm not a part of the executive. I'm not a part of the particular people who make the decision. I'm just an other. Well, this message is for you. This message for every person who all you feel like is all you are is an other. Because Jesus uses others. <laughs> well, you just look at yourself and say, he can use me too. He can use me too. Others don't necessarily have a title. Others are not necessarily on the website. Others don't necessarily walk around with business cards, but others are called too. <laughs> others are used too. You might not have bishop or evangelist or pastor or preacher behind your name, but just being an other is enough for me. If that's what God, if that's all God wants to call me is an other, that's what I want to be used. Someone say, I want to be used even if I'm just an other. I want to be used if, just, if I'm just an other. So this chapter uh, 10 and verse 1, it says, that the Lord appointed 72 others and he sent them on ahead 72 I said 70 72 others and he sent them on ahead of them two by two into every town and place where he was about to go that's very important he wasn't there yet but he was about to go somewhere he was about to do something he was going somewhere. He, he was getting ready to do something. I just want to prophesy to you right now, and I want to declare some things, that there are some things that are getting ready to happen. There are some things that are going on behind the scenes. There, there are some things that are going on behind the curtains of COVID-19 that you don't even see. You're sometimes so focused on sicknesses, and so focused on disease, and so focused on press conferences, and, and so focused on who's doing what and who's not doing what, that you don't see that that's the whole thing that God is orchestrating behind the scenes hallelujah that there's something that God is doing behind the curtain that you don't see yet but the curtain 
is getting ready to open up and that's getting ready to be a display of God's glory. That's getting ready to be a display of God's power. That's getting ready to be a display of God's miraculous uh, presence that's flooding all throughout the land. I promise you, I'm declaring it. I want you to write it down right now and say there will be a performance. There will be something that God is getting ready to do. So God was about to do something, but he hadn't gotten there yet. Glory! He was about to be there, but he hadn't gotten there yet. He was going to a place, but he hadn't been there yet. He was on his way and he, he employed 72 people. The first thing he wanted them to do in these streets was to prepare the way. That was their first assignment. Their first assignment was to prepare the way. To be able to say, I'm not the way, but I'm preparing the way. I'm not Jesus, but I'm preparing the way for Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 20, it talks about how we are ambassadors for Christ. God was making his appeal through us, and we implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled with God, to become one with God, that we are ambassadors. What is an ambassador? I'm glad you asked that question. An ambassador is someone who represents a another country an ambassador it represents or they come um, representing another another area to be able to say I'm here as an ambassador from this country or I'm here representing this particular leader I'm not that leader but I'm representing that leader and for those of us who are in this particular world this world we used to sing the song when I was growing up this world is not my home I'm just passing by I'm an ambassador for Christ I am not Christ but I'm an ambassador I'm a spokesperson for him that everywhere I go, I'm telling everybody who Jesus is. I'm an ambassador for him. I'm just speaking up for him. I'm preparing the way for him because Jesus is coming back. Have you heard? Did you know? Jesus is coming back and I'm just preparing the way and I'm just speaking up for him. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with not being him. I'm okay just speaking up for him. I'm just representing him. I'm a Christ representer. That's what I am. Put in the comment section, I'm a Christ representer. That's what I am. I don't need my title I just want you to know who I'm representing and who I'm speaking on behalf of and there was this lady <laughs> glory to God there was this lady um, that used to pray uh, for the great evangelist who's passed on Billy Graham um, her name was um, her name was Pearl Good she was from Pasadena uh, California and uh, she used to pray for Billy Graham for years um, at his crusades that he used to have. And as he would go throughout the world and, and he would do crusades and uh, he would uh, speak and thousands of people would get saved and give their life to Jesus Christ. For those of you who don't know who Billy Graham is, you might be a part of a younger um, group and it's completely fine. But I want you to Google, just see who Billy Graham uh, is and find out um, who, what he did and what his works were. Uh, but she would pray for him for many, many years years and she had never uh, and he had never met her and she had never met him but she felt called just to pray for him uh, for many years and then finally he found out about her found out that she had been praying for him and he made way for her to attend all of his crusades and all of his different events that he had at many different stadiums across the world uh, so he would bring her into that city and instead she made a decision that instead of going to the crusades, she would stay in the hotel and pray. She never stepped foot, listen to this, she never stepped foot in one crusade, but she stayed in her hotel room and just prayed. 
Say it one more time. She never went to the crusade. She didn't meet all the people who were on the stage. She did not see the people that gave their life to Christ. <laughs> ah, glory. But she stayed in a hotel and she prayed. This lady, Pearl, lived to see 90 years. And at her, at her uh, funeral, uh, when she died, uh, Ruth Graham, which was the wife of Billy Graham, was quoted as saying, Here lies the mortal who was much of the secret of Billy Graham's ministry. Are you okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you okay saying, I might not be at the event, but I sure am going to pray for the event. I might not be the pastor, but I sure am going to pray for the pastor. I might not be the evangelist, but I sure am going to pray for the evangelist. That's what preparing the way means to say that I don't need to be in the front line to be able to say I'm the one who prayed them through. It used to, um, excuse me, I'm a rant for one second. Give me 60 seconds and I'll come back. But it used to irritate me when sometimes people would say, you know, I'm the reason so-and-so got filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm the reason that so-and-so came out of that. I'm the reason that so-and-so put down that thing congratulations you want a cookie this is not what this is about I don't want to get the glory if God just wants to use me to be a catalyst just to be able to help somebody else then I don't have to get the glory it's not about us put it in the comment section it's not about me but if God wants to use me I want to be used by God and it doesn't have to come with an applause it does not have to come with 50 tweets it doesn't have to come with everybody resharing but if God gets the glory then that's all that matters and that's what Pearl was saying I don't mind just being the secret sauce to a, to a worldwide ministry. I don't have to be out in the front, but I can just be in the back. I can just be a part of the band. I don't have to be the drum major. I don't have to be on the flyer, but I'm going to be the oil. I'm going to be the oil that makes sure this thing keeps going. I'm going to cover this church. I'm going to cover this ministry. I'm going to prepare the way to make sure there are no scandals. Make sure that integrity is always at the forefront. To make sure that character is always going forward and that we're never in trouble for something foolish I'm gonna cover this church somebody put in the comment section I'm gonna cover it I'm gonna cover it I'm gonna cover it John the first chapter glory in verse 6 says that there was a man sent from God there was a man sent from God whose name was John it says he came to bear witness to bear witness about that light that all might believe through him verse 8 says he was not that light he wasn't the light, but he came to bear witness of the light. John was saying, I'm just here to prepare the way. I'm okay. I don't have to be the light, but I sure can tell you about the light. Hey, glory. I don't have to be the good thing, but I sure can tell you about the good thing. I may not be the best thing, but I sure can tell you about the best thing that has ever happened to me. I might not be the best example, but I sure can point you to a good example. I might not be a good man, but I sure can point you to a few good men. I can do whatever. Can you be able to pay, to be able to own that thing and to be able to say, I might not be it, but I sure can point you to where it is. I might not be the answer, but I sure can point you to where the answer is. Somebody say, prepare the way. <laughs> this thing, Lord, oh, Lord, this thing is good to my soul. Verse 2 says, and he said to them, Jesus said to him, I'm almost finished, I promise. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Send out laborers in his harvest. The second thing you got to do in these streets is pull your own weight. 
Oh, don't leave me today, church. He says, you got to be able to pull your own weight to be able to say, I'm going to do what God called me to do. I can't be concerned if no one else does what they're supposed to do. But I am going to make sure that I sign up and that I show up for what I say I'm going to do. I'm going to pull my own. There's nothing worse than being on a team or being connected with people. Take this out of the context of church. Whatever, wherever you are, uh, whether where you have, you're an employer or whether you're an employee or, or whether you're on a team in your particular job or you're at, at work or, or maybe you're in the kitchen right now cooking and there's nothing worse than trying to do it all by yourself and then you get blamed for the things that are not going right. There's nothing worse than that. But everybody got to be able to pull their own weight. Let me get out of that. I might have, I might have treaded too hard on that ground. But you got to make sure that you know that your assignment matters. Whatever your assignment is, your assignment matters. Point to yourself and say, I matter. No matter what your assignment is, you matter. You don't have to be bigger than anybody else. You don't have to be anybody else. But whatever God has given you to do, you matter. There's a story of, of this a donkey, a mule uh, named Warwick. And um, there was a man who was driving uh, through the country. And uh, as he was trying to reach for his map while he was driving, he accidentally drove off the road into a ditch. And uh, when he drove into this ditch, he thought, though he wasn't injured, his car was stuck in the mud. Uh, so he walked to a nearby farm to ask for some help. When he got to this uh, farmer's house, the uh, farmer replied and said, you know, Warwick can help. He said he can help pull that, that truck out of the field. And he was pointing to this old mule that was standing in the field. Uh, the man uh, who was stuck in the ditch talking to this farmer about his mule who looked really um, didn't look very supportive, didn't look like he could pull too much. He's looking at this mule and he said, are you sure? He said, oh yeah, oh Warwick, <laughs> he can do the job. Uh, so these two men, they made their way back to the ditch. The farmer hitched up his, his mule to the car and made sure that, you know, did what he had to do, snapped in the reins. And then all of a sudden, the farmer started yelling out. He says, pull Fred. He says, pull Jack. He says, pull Ted. He said, pull Warwick. And all of a sudden, the mule pulled that car right out of the ditch. So the man who was in the ditch, he, he was amazed and he thanked the farmer and he scratched his head. He said, that, that mule didn't look like it could do the job, but I was so surprised that it could. He said, but I, I'm, I'm, I know the mule's name is Warwick, but I'm so confused. Uh, who are those other people that you called? And the farmer looked at him, he said, oh, oh, uh, Warwick, he's blind. He said, he don't know that he was the only one pulling that. He don't mind pulling as long as he's pulling with the team. <laughs> and there's some of you right now that you don't mind doing anything. You don't mind helping as long as there's a team that's there to support you. That's why Jesus sent them out two by two. I'm telling you right now, you don't have to do this thing by yourself. One person can pray for the other person. The other person can read scripture to them. This person can identify with their past. This person can point them to their future. Whatever it is, we got to be, we have to make sure that we're connected to the team to be able to say, I can't do this thing by myself. But if you could, if you hook up my range with somebody else, Hook me up with somebody who's got power. Hook me up with somebody that can sing. Hook me up with somebody who knows the word. And we can pull people out of hell. We can snatch people out of depression. We can do this thing. Somebody put in the comment section and say, we can do this thing together. <laughs> Lastly, 
uh, if we're going to make sure that we're in these streets effectively, <laughs> not only do we want to pull our own weight, but lastly, if I'm going to be in these streets, I'm going to preach every chance I've got. we got to make sure we preach to everybody, not just to a few people, but i got to make sure I preach to everybody. And there are some of you who say, well, that point doesn't, that doesn't apply to me because I'm, I'm, I'm not a preacher. Yes, you are. What is it that God has done in your life? What is it that has happened in your life that you can tell somebody about to be able to say, I might not know a whole lot, but I am going to tell you what I do know. Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 13 through 14 says, for everyone, everybody, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everybody, not a few people. But everybody who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14 says, and how then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And it says, and how are they to believe in whom and whom they have not heard? And it says, and how are they to hear without somebody preaching? How is the world going to be able to know this better if we don't say anything? How is the world going to be able to be pointed to a better way if we don't say anything? You are the change that we need to see. You are the one who who has the answer you are the way that can, you are the person that can point the way and you've got to preach I want you to that's this lady at my dad's church uh, Miss Hestalita and uh, I believe that yeah she would come sometimes come to church and she would get excited uh, Miss Hestel I'm sorry she would come to church and she would get excited and she would come in the in the church and my dad would preach it and she would holler and say preach preacher and that's what I want to say to some of y'all right now preach preacher I want you to go ahead and preach tell somebody what God has done for you tell somebody of the goodness of God tell somebody what ways he's made in your life tell somebody how you almost would have lost your mind and how you almost would have gone crazy if it had not been for the blood if it had not been for the grace of God if it had not been for this hand upon your life preach preacher tell what God has done we used to in the old church in the traditional church we would say has he made a way has he been good to you can somebody say yeah I want to say to you preach preacher tell somebody what God has done do something tell something shake a tail feather do something do whatever you got to do because your community needs you somebody put in the comment section preach preacher <laughs> I dare you to look at your children and tell them to preach preach the word and as they I know they say I ain't gonna say nothing but you need to say something preach on snapchat preach on tiktok preach on facebook preach on youtube wherever you got access preach because the world needs you glory 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 the world needs you the world is looking for you so Jesus goes on I've got to finish Jesus goes on and he tells them when you go out into the world everybody's not going to receive you when you go out into the streets everybody's not going to receive you when you go out into the world everybody's not going to listen to you but preach anyway some people will reject it but preach anyway some people will try to call you different things but preach anyway some people will try to run the opposite direction but preach anyway some people will receive it some people won't but preach anyway sometimes you won't feel like it but preach anyway sometimes you won't want to but preach anyway sometimes you'll be broke but preach anyway put in the comment section preach preacher do what you got to do that's what I'm doing right now the church is empty right now the building is empty but I've got to preach I've got to do what God has called me to do I'm gonna preach every sound I'm gonna preach when the church is full I'm gonna preach when the church is empty because I've got a calling and he told me to preach he was 
looking for somebody to preach. He was looking for somebody and I said, here am I, send me. Put in the comment section, preach preacher. I know it's difficult, but preach. Preach the word. What am I preaching? How good God is. What am I preaching? How great he is. What am I preaching? That I was just a nobody, but I'm trying to tell everybody about somebody who can change anybody. Come on, put in the comment section, preach preacher. Your family needs you. Your community needs you. Your wife needs you. Your husband needs you. Your living needs you. Your cousin needs you. Your dog needs you. Your cat needs you. You need to preach the word. You need to bark it if you got to. Write it if you got to. Tweet it if you got to. But preach until all the world knows. Preach until you did Jesus be lifted up. The Bible, we just sing the song that the world is hungry for a living bread. Preach the gospel. Simple full and free and then we will say if I be lifted up from the earth I'll draw all men unto me that's what we're trying to do lift up Jesus until the all world knows lift up Jesus until cancer dries up lift up Jesus until corona gets out of your system lift up Jesus until we get back in the church lift up Jesus until we get back in the building lift up Jesus until we're not talking about antibacterial soap well we're talking about the blood of Jesus Christ lift up Jesus until people forget about Instagram and start asking you what it is that what is it about your life that I want to be a part of lift up Jesus until the church starts looking different lift up Jesus until the community changes lift up Jesus until people change their mind they change their direction my God today lift up Jesus put in the comment section lift up Jesus put in the comment section preach preacher put in the comments section I think I will I think I'm gonna do what God has called me to do I think I'm gonna go what God has called me to go he doesn't have to look for anybody else I'm the one he wants I'm the child he wants I might be messed up but he wants me I might be crazy but he wants me I might be on pills but he wants me because I'm not gonna let anybody else do what he's called me to do I'm gonna be in these streets I'm gonna be in these streets streets. I'm going to be in these streets. I'm going to be in these streets telling the whole wide world that Jesus lives. Somebody put in the comment section I'm in these streets. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, put in the comment section. I'm in these streets. So Jesus ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Glory. So Jesus he tells all of them that if you're going to be used completely if you're going to be really used, sometimes you might be resisted, but do it anyway. Sometimes people might go a different direction, but preach anyway. Your job is to point people to me, to point people to the way. You don't have to be the way, but point people to the way. I'm not telling you to be Christ. I'm telling you to point people to Christ. I'm not telling you to be the answer. I'm telling you to point people to the answer. Lift up your hands everywhere, wherever you are. Glory, 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 glory. Lift up your hands everywhere, wherever you are. Say, I just want to be a part of the solution. I don't have to be the answer. I sure want to point people. I want to point people. I want to point people to the way. I want to make sure I point people to the way. Come on, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Glory, 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 glory. 
open up my heart. Come on, keep your hands up. Come on. This is surrender to Let's make a deal. And I'll say, Jesus Christ is the way. Come on, let's sing it one more time. Everybody, everywhere, you might not know the song, but make the declaration. That's what we want. Everybody needs. I will open up. I'll open up my heart to everyone I see. Everybody needs to know. And I'll say, Jesus Christ is the way. Glory, 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 glory. And I'll say, Jesus Christ. Everybody who's listening and you have not given your life to Jesus, I'm going to give you this opportunity. You might not know the way, but I know the way. That the only way to the Father is through the Son. And I don't want you to be lost any longer. I'm in these streets today to make sure that I prepare the way that you might be able to live eternally. I know we come up with the slogan to say YOLO, YOLO, you only live once. No, you only live twice. Because if this earthly tabernacle <laughs> shall dissolve, oh, I got another building. I don't only live once, I live twice. <laughs> I want to make sure that when you breathe your last breath, that you wake up your eyes and you see Jesus. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I don't know why I'm saying that, but some of you might be on that verge right now where when you've seen death knocking at your door so many times and you're so scared. I don't want you to be afraid. There is another life. And I want you to live it with Jesus. Repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I confess I didn't know the way, but now I know you are the way. Come into my heart, save me, make me yours. Forgive me of my sins. I present my body to you. I want to be in these streets too, but I want to be in the streets living for you. I believe you died that I might have life. I believe that you got up that I might have victory. Save me and make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen.
you pray that prayer, I believe you got born again, go to our website and we have some information for you that we want to get to you. For those of you who are on the other side, you'll be like, I've been in these streets, but I can't say I've been in these streets for the gospel. Well, repent and do your first works all over again. I'm going to make sure that when they see you in these streets this week, that they see you making a difference. And, and you can be in the streets with a mask on, <laughs> but proclaim the goodness of God. Proclaim what way he's made in your life. All right. I love you. Thank you for tuning in this week. I pray that you're fired up and you're ready to do something great in these streets. God bless you. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.